Well, I'm going to tell you. This word that I have, I was going to preach something else. I was going to preach on the woman with the issue of blood. How many, I preached that many years ago. Pam, you would have been there. How many have heard me preaching that? Just Pam and Mary and Lucy, yeah. The woman with the issue of blood, oh, I love talking about her. When we get to glory, we're going to get to meet her. Honest to goodness, we will. We don't know much about her. See, I'm starting to preach on her. I'll just give you a little bit. We don't know her name. We don't know if she was married. We don't know if she is rich or poor. We don't know any of those things about her. And we don't know her name or anything because we maybe can put our name in there because she had an issue, and we all have issues. Amen? I usually minister to women. I'm not used to preaching in the whole body like this here. It's kind of fun. Brothers, you can get in on this too, hey? But God is good. But I'm preaching on today. I am. I am. And we're going to talk. The Word of God says in Psalms 138.2, the latter part of that verse says, you have magnified your word above all your name. You have magnified your word above all your name. So we're going to look at the word, and we're going to look at some of the names of God, okay? And we're going to see uh, some great things, who he is, who he is. One of the first ones is Jehovah uh, Rapha. I am your healer. I have been pressing in for healing for probably, oh, several years now. When I say pressing in, I really want to get a deeper understanding and a deeper revelation on healing, and I'm sure you do too. I mean, there's no combination in going to doctors and that. I believe doctors are here to keep us alive until our faith gets built up and we can believe God for everything. But I don't run to a doctor for something unless I went to him first. Amen? I go to the Lord first. Amen? And if I need prayer or a few more swords in there, I will go to a brother or sister in the Lord that I trust that I know that knows how to pray, but I go to him first. But uh, in Matthew um, 4.24, another thing I want to tell you, whenever I go to church, even since I was a little girl, I always brought my Bible, my notepad, or nowadays your phone, and purpose on getting a nugget. What's a nugget? You're going to get, even if it's just one thing out of this service, you're not going to leave here till you get one thing. I'm a note taker. When I sit there, I'm, my husband is a note taker. Because you, when I'm speaking, you're only receiving a very low percentage, very low percentage of what I'm saying. When you write it down, it goes up. And when you read it again, it goes up. So take, be, be people that take notes. Take notes. Get your phone. So that's the only time you get your phone out in church. If your phone rings, you can answer it only if it's God calling you. If not, turn that off. But get, get, take some notes because I may say something and you'll be going by Tuesday. What was that that Pastor Linda said? Well, go to your notes. I'm just trying to help you here. That's all. So Matthew 4, 24. And Jesus went about all a Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the king- kingdom, and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. Then his fame went through all Syria, and they brought to him all sick people who were afflicted with various diseases and torments, and those who were demon-possessed, epileptics and paralytics, and he healed them all, all. We need to be a people that believes the word of God. What's the point in serving God if you're not going to believe his word? 
I mean, read it. He healed them all. Don't try to add or take away from that. He healed them all. Is healing for today? Absolutely. Would you serve a God that didn't want to heal you? Like some people believe that God doesn't, doesn't heal, that he makes them sick. If he makes them sick, why do you go to doctors and get a prescription if he made you sick? God's not like that. He's a good God. He, you know what? My understanding of healing is he designed us a certain way. Gave us two kidneys, uh, liver, heart, two eyes, two ears, two nostrils. God's so smart. One mouth. <laughs> One mouth. Praise God. But he designed us a certain way. Shouldn't he designed, he made us a certain way. And I tell, I tell myself, if he made me a certain way, then healing must be in there too, because that's the God I serve. And you know why healing is there? Because the healer lives inside you. Amen? The healer lives inside you. The very same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead lives in you and I. Now, yes, hallelujah, yes, lives in you. The finished work, death, burial, resurrection, lives in here. He's our healer. Therefore, we can declare healing. See, we're not moved. I believe I said this earlier. We're not moved by what this body is going through. My gosh, we'd never move, some of us. We'd be in bed 24-7 or we'd be walking with a limp. We're not moved by that. We're moved by the word of God. We're not moved by the end. The battleground starts here. We're not moved by what the enemy is telling us, the lies he's telling us. Why do I say it's a lie? It doesn't line up with the word of God. It's a lie. It's from the pit. If you're having a miserable, terrible day, you better check who's chasing you, and you know it's an en the enemy. You say, no, no, stop right there. No more. No more. If you're having a real busy day, you better spend more time in prayer, not less. Spend more, because when you put God first, everything else will fall into place. Amen? He's good. He's good. Um, when my husband, um, let me read one more scripture. First Peter, who himself bore our sins in his own body in the tree, that we have died to sins, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed, are healed, am healed, I am healed. Bottom line, you are healed. Well, Pastor Linda, why, isn't, why don't I see it manifesting like that? Well, you know what? You may never know why. You just got to trust God. His word says I'm healed, so I'm healed. Some things we'll never know until we get to glory. Sometimes people will ask me something. I say, well, if God wants you to know that, ask him. He'll tell you if he wants you to know, but if he doesn't want you to know, you're not going to know. But it's a walk of faith. What's faith? Believing and speaking. Believing and speaking and acting. Speak the word of God. Believe. Bind up unbelief. Bind un unbelief every day in your life. Bind that in Jesus' name. Amen? Believing and speaking. When I first prayed for uh, healing was back in, it was in the 80s, because we were living in our farmhouse. And um, I, tell, I can tell the years of what, by where we were living. We're living in our farmhouse. I was a baby Christian. I mean baby. I knew nothing. I knew God was good, and I knew that uh, God would never let me down. I knew that as a young girl before I was saved. See, you can, you can believe in God, but not be saved. Let me make this very clear. Salvation is... Salvation is when you repent and you accept Jesus in your life. Oh, yeah, I believe in God. I believe. Well, when did you accept Jesus? Um, no, it's when you repented and accepted Jesus in your life. 
And I, I knew nothing, but God was good. And that had to be by the Holy Spirit that showed me that as a very young girl. That God was good, and um, he wouldn't let me down. Can you imagine knowing that? I remember, I remember standing there in Toronto and thinking, God won't let me down. It had to be by Holy Spirit. But um, very time, first time I prayed for healing was back in the 80s. I was in the farmhouse, and I had a headache. And I thought this way. I thought, okay, I'm going to see if this works. <laughs> God knows my heart. You can't hide anything from him. Now I remember standing there and putting my hand here. I said, I commend that pain to go in the name of Jesus. And it left. I thought, oh, 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 what did I do? God is real. He's real. I was saved and everything, but just a baby Christian. And I prayed for healing. Some of us, you have those gifts in you that need to come alive. I speak life to those gifts that are in you. I speak life, make movement in Jesus' name for his glory. And you have gifts inside you. Don't let the enemy lie to you like, who am I? You know, I had a surprise attack from the enemy back, I was in Bible school. A surprise attack from the enemy is a dirty, nasty attack. And this is what happened. We were in a church of around 1,500 people. And we got on staff there, and God said, I'm I'm opening the door if you get on staff so you can see all what goes on all behind, because you will be pastoring someday. But I never, I never, pastoring, I thought that was such an honor to pastor. I think pastors in the city are amazing men and women of God. Amazing. They would never do it unless they were called, unless they were called the gifts that they have in them. But um, the surprise attack was our pastor, the head of the head of the head, we had probably about 20 pastors, but this is the top one, came to us and said, "Uh, Mike, I want you and Linda to be in our pastor's meeting on Friday night at 7 or whatever it was. I thought, oh, we were Bible school students. Just picture it, Bible school students. So we we get there, and we go down into... It was a multi-purpose room. That's why we, we modeled this church after that one, only this is a smaller scale, just like we have a multi-purpose room there. We went in the multi-purpose room, and there was maybe 100, 150 people there, something like that. And we go in, we had praise and worship. Then I heard this. Who do you think you are going to a pastor's meeting? You're a Bible school student. Look at you. And it didn't stop, and I started to feel... Defeated, defeated, the shoulders come down. And it went on and on. And I don't even remember what they talked about, to be honest with you, but after that service, I went to the uh, pastor's uh, wife, Roxanne. I said, can I talk to you? And I'm teary at this point. She goes, what's wrong? And I told her. She goes, come, come. She says, we're going to have a coffee, and that come to my office. And I sat there, and she started speaking into my life, speaking into my life, speaking into my life, till my shoulders started starting to straight up, starting to straight up. And then I started to learn who I am in Christ. And I'm big who I am in Christ. When I say big, I'm big in for you getting who you are in Christ. Know who you are in Christ. We're not trying to get the victory. We have the victory. We're n- Amen? We're not trying to fight. And I'm trying to get... No, because of the finished work of the cross, we have the victory. Quit trying to get it. You're not going to get it because you already have it. You're waiting for something to happen. You have it inside you. Start walking it out. We're not going busted and disgusted. We're going up, out, and over. Amen? 
And so are you. So are you. You're victorious because of the blood of Jesus, what he did on the cross. You're wealthy. Quit looking at your bank account all the time to see if you're in overdraft. Start speaking. Start speaking to the back bank account. Thank you, Lord. Your word says, start speaking to it. Start speaking to your body. Start speaking. Tell your body. I tell my body, you line up with the word of God. I spoke over Shirley there. I said, Shirley, I said, your age is no barrier to health. When does it say in the Bible, when you reach 30, 40, 50, 60, or 100, your body is going to break down? No, I still believe for healing until I take my last breath. I'm going to live till I'm 120 because that's what the Lord promised. My mother lived till 99, so why can't I get the 120? God says it. Oh, but Pastor Linda, no buts. No buts. The Bible says that. Believe the B-I-B-L-E. Bible instructions before leaving earth. Amen? Believe what God says about you. You're not defeated. You're not defeated at all. You are victorious. And I'll keep on drilling that home till I go to be with Jesus. I know who I am in Christ Jesus. Do you want to know what I declare over myself every day? Here's what I declare every day over myself. I am strong, not just in this body, but spiritually strong too. I'm healthy. I'm full of energy. I am passionate. I am talented. I am valuable. Yes. Isn't it amazing they say that women can't preach? The devil is a liar, hey? Tell the devil to go to hell. Isn't the devil a liar? Praise God. I am confident. I have a good personality. I am happy. I enjoy my life. Yell that yes louder. Whoever's yelling at it, I got some over here. I'm a person of excellence. This church, I tell you, we have a spirit of excellence in this church. A spirit of excellence. My motto around here is we have one shot to make this look good. We do those Christmas decorations. We have one shot. We have a team. There's about six of us. Six of us. Six or seven. Isaiah starts this week, we come in the following week, and we start decorating. We do it with a spirit of excellence. We do it unto the God and then for you to enjoy it. Take a look at the, the, switch, light, the switch light plates. If they're dirty, mm-mm-mm, that's not a spirit of excellence. But no, we have cleaning people that clean in here, and we take pride in this place, a spirit of excellence. I'm full of integrity. My yes is yes and my no is no. When I say no, it's no. It's not like, oh, maybe, no. My yes is yes and my no is no. I am successful. I am successful because he says I am. Praise God. I'm prosperous. I have more than enough. I really laugh at people that say, well, Pastor Linda, I don't have to believe for a race. I have enough. Well, isn't that selfish? Why don't you believe and bless someone else with the overabundance? Because you're blessed to be a blessing. Start believing God. It's God Almighty. Your job is not your source. He only uses it as a resource. Your job is not your source. God is your source. God Almighty is your source. And quit thinking that your money is just going to come from your paycheck. I confess that I get checks in my mail. And the biggest one I got was for $13,000. Because I speak it and I believe it. It's not, it's, I have faith to believe for that. I have faith to believe for that. 
okay. I run with purpose in every step. I run with purpose in every step because he says he has a purpose and a plan for me. Can you imagine taking a little girl from a coal mining town, poorer than poor, youngest of seven children? Now, I know what it's like to go hungry. Some of you do, too. I know what it's like to go hungry two or three days without food. And you find maybe something with mold on it, you take a little bit of the mold off and eat the rest. Doesn't God have a sense of humor, hey? I'm going to sit you right in the nation's capital, and your church is going to be guarding the gates of this nation spiritually. And you're going to pull down, yes, yes, hallelujah. You're going to pull down strongholds over this city and over this nation in Jesus' name. Ah, God is funny. He has a sense of humor. I am blessed. I'm blessed coming in. I got a sign on the floor in there. Right, I say, I got to find. I'm blessed coming in and I'm blessed going out. I'm a blessing to everyone I meet. When I go to the mall shopping, some of them that shop with me, Sandra, we go in the mall. We're not just looking for clothes, though we do really good in that department. I look at faces and I think, oh my goodness, they can't go to hell. They can't go to hell. I'm in a store and someone is so nice to me in the store. And when our daughter Melissa's with me, I'll say, Melissa, they're too nice to end up in hell. And we pray for their salvation. I have faith to believe when I pray for someone's salvation, they're going to get saved. Get your, what's the point of praying if he doesn't answer our prayers? Come on, get rid of some of the stinking thinking in your mind. I have two brothers that aren't saved. I said, Lord God, keep them alive until they're saved. Keep them alive. If they, go, if they were to die tonight, they'd be with Jesus because I asked him to keep them alive. I faith believe God doesn't need to send a person. Paul had a road Damascus experience. Lord God, shake them whatever needs to be shaken in Jesus' name because I have a promise from you as for me and my house will serve the living God. That's a promise, a promise. And God doesn't back down from his word. His word is truth. He is truth. That's who he is. He can't let you down. Stop it. Stop the stinking thinking. Know who you are in Christ. Go on a research in the Bible, what he says about you. He says amazing things about you. You are the apple of his eye. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. No matter what you go through, no matter what you do, he's not going to leave you or forsake you. He's not going to turn his back on you. He's not like people that you have known in the past or parents or whatever that just turned their back. No, God is a God of restoration. And when God restores, he doesn't restore back to the original state. He restores better than what it was before. Better. Better. My sister, who, my oldest sister, who saved and serves the Lord faithfully, I'm still not through what I confess over and what he says about me, my sister who saves the Lord, serves the Lord faithfully, her son, she had three boys, her oldest son walked away from the family over a stupid dispute, which is a lot of times a family. We open their mouth, something comes out, something gets hurt, walked away. He walked away, and my sister um, didn't have nothing to do with any of them, his brothers, nothing. And he, um, I said to her, oh my goodness, she said, Linda, one day, I'll see her standing there. She says, one day. She said, one day he's going to come back to this family. One day. She says, I have a promise from the Lord that, he, that says that he'll never leave me nor forsake me 
uh, as for me and my household shall be, and she went through the promise of God just one day, 17 years later, 17 years. What did she do during that time? She praised God. She praised God. It's not time to bury your head in the sand. You praise God. Heart ripped out. Heart ripped out. Her husband's heart ripped out. Rip. And he was so wonderful. He wasn't into drugs, alcohol, none of that. He was so wonderful, wonderful, and is a wonderful. And I know she doesn't mind me sharing this here at all. And one day, she's at work, and her husband uh, w- I was retired at this time. He took retirement early, and he was in the grocery store walking in the parking lot, and he heard this dad, and he turned around. It was a son, and he looked at him, 17 years. One day, one day, she stood to that one day. She knew the God that she served. Do you know the God who you serve? Like a mother's heart, a father's heart broken, ripped out, ripped out. Didn't see her grandkids 17 years. She kept on, she kept on praising him. I can honestly say she went to church all the time, kept on praising him. Did she have her times in the secret place? You bet she did. You bet she did. But when he, and uh, my brother-in-law said, I won't say his name, we'll call him John. And he called him John. And so uh, they started talking and that. He said, do you want to come to the house? He said, yeah, Dad, I'd like that. So he went to the house and that. And then my uh, brother-in-law phoned my sister at uh, work and said, someone's here in the kitchen that wants to talk to you handed the phone to her son. Can you imagine my sister on the other end of the phone? I would have been like, oh my God. And she uh, took off work and went there. That was probably, say, say 15 years ago, say 15 years ago, that that happened. And they're like this today. They're as strong and tight. We led them to the Lord and everything and do, got to see their grandkids and got all, it was one, all, God, but when God restores, he doesn't restore back to original state. He restores better. And hopefully you learn some lessons along the way. There's always some, always have a spirit where you want to learn. Don't be unteachable. Always want to learn. I always want to get something. I'm getting something over this service day. Purpose that in your heart. It's not over until God says it's over. Amen? So, did I say I'm prosperous? Well, if didn't, I am prosperous. Amen? And people think being prosperous is just money. That's just part of it. That's just part of it. There's a whole bunch that goes with, along with prosperity. I run with purpose every step. I'm, I'm blessed. I said that I'm victorious. I am victorious because of the blood of the Lamb. My age is no barrier to my health. And you even love that more as you get older. My age is no barrier to my health. I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus, right, Hannah? I'm healed. I'm going to run my race, and I'm going to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. And I'm a child of the Most High God. Aren't they good declarations to speak over yourself? Start speaking over yourself. Don't wait for someone else to do it because someone may not be doing it. Amen? Praise God. Uh, and I'm talking about healing. Did I read First Peter? By whose stripes you are healed? I did read that. Read that. And I told you about the very t- first time I prayed for healing. When was the very first time some of you prayed for healing? 
You know, we got to be people that will act upon the word of God. Don't wait for someone else to do it. Pray. Learn to pray. If you don't know how to pray, come out on Wednesday nights. Look, it's 1129. And when the boss away, the sheep will play, so I'm going to take a bit longer. Um, that's okay. Shh, we won't tell them. I'm sure they'll be on the rewatch, right? <laughs> um, yeah, what was I saying about um, healing? Yeah, I'm going to tell you a couple of miracles. My brother-in-law, who got lung cancer, very bad. They told him uh, they could treat it with um, chemo, radiation, whatever they do. And so then they told him it's not working anymore. There's nothing we could do. Well, what a place to be in. Both not saved. My brother-in-law and my sister not saved. Staunch Catholic. And if anyone in my family was not going to be saved, it would, you'd say him. So we went, we drove to Toronto, we said, we've got to go see them. So we went, and we start sharing and witnessing. And we told him that it's not about religion, it's about a relationship. And he looked at us, and he says, why didn't someone tell me that? It's nothing to do about religion, it's a relationship. We prayed for him, both of them accepted the Lord, and he got healed, miraculously healed. He lived for 10 more years, cancer-free in his body. Yes, amen, amen. And my sister will tell you this day, it was a miracle. It was a miracle. So it was a miracle. She, anyone wants to say, well, no, it was a miracle. She shuts it down right there. It was a miracle. You know, it's better to walk in the blessing than to get a miracle. Because when you get a miracle, something is usually wrong. In the blessing, you're made whole and you're keeping your, you're walking healed and made whole. And so it's better to walk in the blessing. How do you walk in the blessing? By fellowshipping with him. By reading his word. Read your Bible every day. The world that we're living in, you better be reading your Bible every day. We got reading plans. You can go online, get uh, Gateway, um, what is it, Diana? Bible Gateway. Bible get, Gateway, read 20, not even 20 minutes a day, 15 minutes. We're not telling you to sit down, read the Bible for two hours a day, but go ahead if you want to, glory to God. But read your Bible every day. Get some food put in there. Get some food in there, amen? I'm going to tell you about another uh, miracle. I got a miracle. It was uh, last year, last year. I had a bad knee in this leg here. I had torn the hamstring. I was power walking. I forgot that I'm not 20 years old anymore. A foolish thing. I feel so good, so good that I, I forgot that I was... Um... Here's a message from my husband. Just finished. How was your morning? Oh, honey, I'm still going. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. But listen, uh, we'll wind this up soon. I hope got a whole bunch of notes, but as long as you're happy, I'm happy, and he's even happier. <laughs> um, I had torn hams, a hamstring. I'm not kidding. I was power walking, and it was during COVID. What was I thinking? Ryan, you're the fitness expert here. You got more abs or ribs, whatever they call these things here. <laughs> Uh, Ryan comes for a swimming pool in the summertime, so you put on that t-shirt right now. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I forgot. I thought, well, Ryan does this all the time. <laughs> but I was power walking, and I tore the hamstring, and something else, and something else, all down in there. It wasn't funny, but now that I look back, it's like, oh. And so my husband had to wheel me in on a uh, wheelchair. I mean, it was bad. And I went, and I'm not saying that to glorify the devil. I'm glorifying God because what he brought me through. And I went to physio and everything, blah, blah, blah. But while that one was bad, I was compensating on this one. 
and you know, people have had injuries, you know, the other leg, you're... And so I had a torn meniscus. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. My heart goes out to people that have torn hamstrings or meniscus, anything like that. So anyway, I had no faith whatsoever for physio. No faith. I had faith for this one for physio. I knew God would use them. And it was miraculous. The girl that was doing physio, she was from India. She was from Baroda. I said, that's where my husband was. It was in Baroda, India. And so it was really good. I knew God had wanted me to go there. Guys, I asked God, can I go for physio or osteo? Is it okay with you? If I have his peace, I move forward. I don't just go because, oh, the doctor says you should go physio. Do you have peace? Do you have faith for that? And so anyway, um, I had faith for a miracle, though. I knew God was going to do it. I knew it. I knew God was going to heal me. I just didn't know it would take so long. I mean, I was in pain. When I say I was out of church for three Sundays, and you know how when you're not in church, the pastor's wife? Oh, where's she at today? Oh, she's not here today again. What's going on? Oh, the third Sunday, she's not here. And the devil plays in your mind, hey? And then you have to wear running shoes. Well, do I look like a running shoe person? I had to wear running shoes for two years. My sister, the one I was telling you about, last, you wore running shoes for two years? I said, yes, two years, because I needed the support. Oh, God, have mercy. See, God puts up with, with me. Not just God, but my husband, too. But anyway, um, I, had a, I had faith for a miracle. I did. I'd, so we're, and I wanted, let me tell you, our daughter, Melissa, who is an absolute angel, She's your friend, so you know what. She, uh, she's, she's just wonderful. She's never given us a, a day of uh, trouble. Her and her husband now are in Florida. They have little Levi. She has never gotten into drugs or any of that stuff. She just worships and loves God and can preach like no one's business. She can preach. She knows. This girl knows how to preach. And um, I couldn't do anything for her when she was pregnant. I, my knees... I couldn't. Uh, even when Levi was born, I could hold him sitting down on my heart. I mean, we. Do y'all see my cup? Oh, man. Andre, tell them what it says. Yeah, yell it out. Grandma waited eight years. Eight years. Eight years they tried for a baby. Now they got Levi. He calls me Gigi. Just because he can't say Grandma, one day he'll say Grandma. But anyway, um, where was I going with that story? Years mixed up as I am then. <laughs> oh, healing. And so we're, so we're going to Florida. It was last year. We're going to Florida. And I thought, I have to be able to walk. I want to be able to walk around the boardwalk with Levi. I, I just have to walk. And I'm talking to God. And I remember saying to God once, Lord, he knows your heart. Remember that. Lord, I feel like I'm begging for my healing. And I don't have to beg you because I'm a child of yours. God and I get raw and real. We do. I, have to, I said, I don't have to beg you. You are Jehovah Rapha. I am your healer. And so I was, I was trusting God with everything else in me, going over healing scriptures, thanking him for my healing, and speaking. Remember I was telling you you have to speak to your body sometimes? I would speak. I would go like this. No, I won't fall under. I would go, knee, I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. You are healed by the stripes that Jesus Christ bore on his back. You are healed and made whole. I command you to get in line with the word of the living God. I would say that. 
You are healed. Slipping, everything's slipping inside you. Life is in the blood. Life is in the blood. I speak to that. Get in line. And I'd go walking. But I'm healed. I'm healed. I kept on confessing I'm healed. One day, say one day. I'm walking Clearwater Beach, Florida. Lord, if there's another place for me to go, you know, I'd go in a heartbeat, Lord God. I've been going to that place for 100 years, and I love it. I go, I'm walking on the boardwalk. Mike, Brian, Levi, and me, and I'm walking. Thank you, Lord God, I'm healed. I know I'm healed. And I'm not walking like this. It's more like, I'm healed, I'm healed. I said, Mike, something's happening. When you get a miracle, some things can go all. I said, something's happening. He goes, what? I said, something in my mind, something... I don't know if something's left or something, but something's going on. I know it's Holy Ghost. It's all good. And so we walk. I said, Mike, something's happening to my knee. Something's happening to my knee. Ha <laughs> ha, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus showed up on the scene. That's what was happening. Amen. And I'm walking like this. Mike, I said, I'm healed. I'm healed. We had a hallelujah fit on the boardwalk in Clearwater Beach. Amen. I'm healed. I'm healed. I'm healed. And I'm, st- I'm crying. I'm healed. God took the pain. It's all gone. My, my knee is fine. I'm healed. I'm like babbling on. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let's have a revival meeting on Clearwater Beach. Amen. Praise God. If you're believing for a miracle, don't you ever give up. Don't grow weary in well-doing, because you shall reap if you faint not. Matthew, you can shut that off. <laughs> I'm only joking. Um, <laughs> Let me tell you, I'm going to tell you this, this one miracle, because this was amazing. My husband, 12 years ago, I think it is, uh, got pneumonia and almost died. Almost went home to be with Jesus. He was at home, and uh, paid, uh, ambulance came once, but they thought he was okay. They left. And so we went to, uh, ab- let me backtrack. About three weeks before that, the Lord woke me up during the night. And um, wide awake, I knew I was on an assignment. Some people wake up and think, oh, I can't sleep. I knew the presence of God was in that bedroom, and I'm on an assignment. I said, Lord, what is it? He said, pray for your husband that he'll run his race. And so he's laying beside me. I put my hand like this here. I said, Lord God, thank you. Thank you that he'll run his race. He'll hear, well done, good and faithful uh, sermon. Went back to sleep. But a week later, Lord woke me up again. He said, pray for your husband. And I said, Thank you, Lord God. No weapon formed against them shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up shall be condemned in Jesus' name. I said, thank you, Lord God. And I get up in the morning. I said, Mike, I was praying for you last night. Oh, God's good. We've waking you up to pray for me. Yep. Again, three times. And I knew the presence of God filled that room. Pray for your husband. I said, Lord God, I thank you. He's healed, made whole. He's going to run his race. That's all I knew. He wanted me to confess. He's going to run his race. He's going to hear, well done, faithful servant. Little did we know that the attack and the storm that was going to come. But see, God will go before you when you're in tune with him. I pray that you're sensitive to his spirit, that you'll hear from him with clarity, and you'll do exactly what he wants you to do. So a week later, he's sick and everything. But that January, we were on about 36 planes in a month. We're on planes more than our stays in the month. <laughs> and so anyway, he got sick. And that night when he went to bed, and I said, Mike, we should really call an ambulance because the pain here. Woke me up during the night. He goes, Linda, he says, you have to call an ambulance right away. Call an ambulance. They came. And 
I knew in my spirit. I said to the paramedics when they came in, I said, you will take him to Ottawa General. And they said, ma'am, we take him to whichever hospital is made available. I said, no, you'll take him to Ottawa General. I removed myself from the room, went out in the room. I said, Lord God, I know you want to go to Ottawa General. You need to make that happen. The paramedic said, he goes, we're taking him to Ottawa General. I said, thank you. I'm talking fast because I, I don't want to keep you here until uh, the cows come home. Only a farmer will know about that. And um, we get into Ottawa General with the ambulance go, there's no ambulance there, nothing. And uh, the paramedic said, oh, there's no ambulance here. I said, no. I said, Lord, what's going on? He said, royalty is coming in. Child of the king is coming in. Your royalty. Your child of the king. I said, thank you, Lord. We go in there. All the doctors and everything, we're all... This is amazing. All the doctors and everything were there. Get them in there. Didn't know what was wrong at this point. And um, they, um, all right, they had to paddle his heart twice because of speeding so fast they had to st st slow it down. They did that twice. And then uh, they gave him uh, some stuff. It was a big syringe thing like that. That was just, and that didn't help. And then they got the blood work back. They knew what kind of pneumonia it was. So they started pumping him. But they, he was, but he was in. When they was in the emergency room, he, um, they all thought it was his heart. And I knew inside, you go by the spirit of God, what God's telling you. I knew that knew it's not his heart. He knew it's not, it's, I said, it's not his heart. Well, we have to do this. And so anyway, then they're sent, doing all these uh, heart tests and send it over to the Heart Institute. And so um, I get a phone call, and a friend of mine, uh, Dawn, she said, hi, Linda, it's Dawn. She goes, and she's a nurse, and she works at the Heart Institute at uh, the hospital. And she said, I am getting these reports from the general for a Mike Welch that's in the hospital. Is this your Mike? I said, yeah, Don's my Mike. Okay, we're on assignment. We know what to do now. Isn't God amazing? So I'm at the end and start praying. It wasn't as hard. It was pneumonia. So um, they put him up in um, the hospital. God goes before you in the hospital room. And um, it was one of the... Best, best rooms in the hospital because it had an air circulation thing. There was something about the air. They said, you're getting the royal treatment here, the best, best room in the hospital. And he had a nurse there through a glass that monitored everything for 24 hours. And then the uh, doctors um, uh, came to me and they said, um, we may have to put him on life support. Are you opposed to that? I said, you do what you have to do in the natural. I'll look after the spiritual. And they didn't have to put him on life support. He was in there for eight or nine days, something like that. But then when he was getting better and they needed that room, this is actually funny. We heard the argument going on outside the door that they wanted to put him up on the third floor. And the nurse said, there is no way we're putting this man up on the third floor. All the germs, infections, everything there. He's not going up there. And one nurse says, I know where we can send him. We're going to send him to the maternity ward. <laughs> because there's no germs or nothing. Isn't God has a sense of humor. Praise God. I have a lot. I could go on more about I am. I am Jehovah Nissi, your victory banner over it. I'm Jehovah Jireh, your provider. He says in this word, he will supply all of your need according to his riches and glory. That word is truth. If you're saying, well, I don't have, he's not supplying my need. Yes, he did. What did you do with what he supplied? Be a giver. Be a giver. Be a giver. Amen? So, praise God. I hope you enjoyed this morning. Hope you got something out of it.
Amen. God is good. I want to give a call. If you're, first I'm going to do a prayer of salvation. I think Josh and Ben are in the back in the media room. God bless you, Josh and Ben, back there. Praise God. Yes. Men that, and women that go back there every Sunday serving back there. If you want to be involved in media, we got, there's three cameras. You can be up there operating the camera. We got, I think, Austin is on one. I should put up my, my glasses. Is Austin the one? And uh, Alex. Hi, Alex. Hi, Austin. And we got um, Jesse. Jesse Jones. What a nice name. Hey, Jesse Jones is on sound. <laughs> Praise God. If you want to be involved, see I say or see me or something. Say, yeah, I want to do some of that. We train you up. They didn't know until they got trained. Praise God. Uh, prayer salvation. Let's all say this together. Let's all stand. We're going to say this together. Not that we get saved every week, but if someone is new here, we don't want them to be the only ones saying it together. So we're going to say it all together. Jesus, thank you for paying the price for my salvation. Purposing to change the way I think and live. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. Jesus, help me learn about you and to grow in this kingdom lifestyle. I declare you're my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for receiving me. Praise God.